Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is brought to you by Kessler Prime. For the best steaks in Mississippi, visit Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. This Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yeah. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Dogs and the Rebs adding to their roster through the transfer portal. And I don't want to surprise you, but we still have another signing day. It just never ends. If you're not always recruiting, then you're falling behind. But that's in anything. The Out of Bounds show is brought to you by the Rack of Lamb. And uh, we'll go with the side of scallops at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. You can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance. Call in line 601-707-3750. Twitter handle at Bowbounds. And what was Mississippi Ag and is now Ag Up Equipment and that's where you go to to get your next John Deere tractor to manage your land, your farm, your hunting camp, your family land. John Deere America's Tractor, Ag Up Equipment in Canton and Pearl, and another 15 locations. AgUp.com. I've got Blake Mania with me and Will the Thrill. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Hope you're doing well. And thanks for making us your sports and entertainment show of choice. Uh, we'll have Tom Luganville coming up at 8.30. And uh, Jackson Dart may or may not have decided by then, although a lot of confidence in the uh, Ole Miss um, family. But Luganville knows all about him, and he can uh, tell us what you're getting in Jackson Dart at Ole Miss and possibly Oklahoma. Um, also, 
some news that is local, and that is uh, Ron Franklin, 79 years old, long time play-by-play on ESPN, and before that with the Oilers and the Astros, among other stops. Um, we had him on the show a couple of times. I thought he was had a spectacular career and was very talented. You can, you know, Saturdays and Mondays, ESPN, Thursday night. I mean, you know, Ron Franklin's an, another broadcaster. Now that I've been in the business for some time, he is another guy that I remember as a, as a kid, through high school, through college, after college. You know, he was with ESPN from 87 to 2011. It's incredible. That's, yeah, I mean, that's a great, that's a great run there. Uh, 24 years, 25 years with ESPN, among other accomplishments. Uh, he did the C Spire Connerly, I think, three, four, five, I don't know how many times. Ole Miss graduate. Um you know, from Hazelhurst, which is not but, what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes down the road? And uh, so Mississippi guy, Ole Miss, loved the Texas Longhorns. Lived in Austin. And uh, you could tell he liked the Texas Longhorns. Hook them, baby. And I can remember him when I, you know, I've, I've told this story. I loved everything about college basketball growing up. It's not, doesn't have quite the sizzle today. There's still some good hoops out there. And March Madness is still amazing. And last year, the Final Four was off the charts. I mean, that game that we had on Saturday night was unbelievable. And then the way Baylor played on Monday night was 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 ridiculous. Uh, Gonzaga on Saturday night was, was filthy. Um, you know, UCLA, it was just wild. But uh, Ron Franklin... Yeah, I can remember him calling uh, Doug Gottlieb's games at Oklahoma State um, when Coach Sutton was there. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, this guy just had a a remarkable career it, from the Oilers to the Astros to ESPN. And Big, Big Monday was, dude, Big Monday when I was in college. I mean, and he had, somebody described him, Last, he had the pipes. Uh-oh. Ron Franklin had the pipes, man. I mean, you know who he had? He had a little Pat Summerall in him. He did. That's a great comparison. He did. He had a little, I mean, some pipes on him. And you knew when Ron Franklin opened that co- uh, that college football game or that college basketball game, you were like, that, that's Ron Franklin. That's pretty easy right there. So, and that was, yes, just a few years after he joined them, you know, ESPN really started getting the sizzle in like 90, 91, and everything started to really line up for them as far as more and more people, of course, gravitating to, to that cable uh, platform. And they they had so much inventory, and then they landed on Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann and some of those guys, which only put more sizzle on the network. So what you would do is you would watch a Ron Franklin call game, and then you would go to Dan and Keith. Well, I mean, when you were in college, at that time, it was the only option. I mean, it's what it was you the watched. only option. Yeah, it's what you watched. Wake and Will yeah. can't imagine that I didn't one have any internet in my college apartment, <laughs> and two, I had no iPhone. So it was Sports Center, and then it would run all the next morning, yeah. and it was actually 
must watch. It's yeah. not anymore. It's just because things have changed. But that that run through the night was that was key because you never knew who was getting off what time, especially in like the big cities. When you would get off jobs at weird hours, they had to have Sports Center on loop so that you could always catch it. Because if you didn't catch it on TV, you literally didn't know what happened. That's right. <laughs> if you didn't catch it on TV and your newspaper didn't have it, you didn't know. And there were a couple of things that happened during that time. Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann became stars, and Michael yep. Jordan became a star, one with the Bulls, but on Sports Center. Yeah. And when I tell you, it was like getting on a rocket ship at ESPN. Yeah. At around 91, it was. We're getting in here, and it's we're going to be in the we're going to be in the moon or on the moon in two point three seconds. Yeah. And I mean, so between Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, among others, but but they they drove. Yeah, and and ESPN had the college football and college basketball was still big back then, and then Michael Jordan became an absolute like superstar superstar yeah and we still didn't have all his games okay mm -mm. so jordan may beat somebody in a town a city and you got it through dan patrick yeah through sports center that was what was so important if you wanted to watch you had to catch it that uh, way ron franklin also was the play-by-play -play voice for the university of texas from 1983 to 88 Overlapped one year with his ESPN from 87 to 2011. There's a great picture here that I'm looking at of him in the uh, locker room of the Astros, I guess celebrating a playoff berth. They didn't go many times at, during that time. Um, but he had a hell of a career. Hazelhurst, Mississippi, Ole Miss, lived in Austin, Texas with ESPN Blake for right at 24, 25 years. That's a, that's a, Phenomenal career. Oh, it's incredible. And like you said, uh, rode the wave of like early rustic ESPN into what they became as a as a That's mega right. conglomerate. That's right. Um, About uh, six years into his stay, Blake, it took five, off. Yeah. six. He, it got, I mean, it was just, yeah. it was huge. Yeah. And he was lucky to, not lucky. I mean, he was part of doing some really cool broadcasts for them, you know? Yeah. But, man, he called so many big baskets. I mean, that was when Dean Smith, Krzyzewski was just getting... All right, Krzyzewski doesn't win it until 91, okay? They, they go back-to-back 91-92. There were a couple of things that happened. Jordan becomes a star because he wins it, and his first was 91. Duke's first championship, Blake, was 91. So, Jordan's a star. Leitner's a star at the college level. And guess who else becomes a star or stars? The Dallas Cowboys. So this all kind of happened at the same time with Patrick and Olbermann and ESPN and all the broadcasters that we, you know, got to watch on a monthly basis, depending on the sport. Live in the Bank Plus studio. Show is brought to you by the great stakes at Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Tom Luganville, ESPN, coming up at 830 on Jackson Dart. You can order award-winning Jonesy Q rubs and sauces at jonesyq.com. Use promo code OOBSHOW if you order $20 or more and receive free shipping. That's jonesyq.com, promo code OOBSHOW.
All right, good morning. Welcome in. Tom Luganbill, uh, heads up recruiting for ESPN. He's also a national college football analyst. will join us at 8.30, and we'll talk uh, Jackson Dart, quarterback out of Southern Cal. And will he pick uh, Ole Miss or Oklahoma? A lot of confidence in the Rebels camp. Jackson Dart, along with Michael Trigg, um, tied in. And there's some other movement here around, you know, both with our schools here and and um, around the SEC. So Ole Miss may, uh, may land two more highly sought-after players here as we march down the stretch. Um, still got time to enroll, you know, even in the next week. But I, I think they'll call it today. Um, in-homes done, official visits done, name image likeness deals offered. And um, I would think that this Jackson Dart deal is, is by far and away the biggest name image likeness deal in the state of Mississippi. And um, Ole Miss, I'm sure, made a strong, has made a strong offer, as they should. And we'll see what he does. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Would that be a Will Wade strong beep offer? Strong blank offer. The American gangster is still coaching. He has outlasted Ed Ogeron and Paul Maneri. Yeah. Both of who have national titles. That is remarkable. Yeah. He's an American gangster. You can't you can't get a gangster down, baby. Will Wade, head basketball coach at LSU. Yeah, I was caught on tape by the feds making a strong blank offer. Yeah. And I don't care. Come get me, suckers. Yeah, and I told LSU they can't fire me. Yeah. And they haven't. Nope. <laughs> he must have hired some great attorneys. It's incredible. He and Bruce Pearl, man. He must know things about people that are incredibly damning. <laughs> he and Bruce Pearl, I, I don't I don't even know. You know, I don't even know where to go. They are uh they are so filthy but so perfect for college basketball. You know? Yeah. And and, and they're good coaches. Barbecue Bruce? Yeah. I, I wasn't at that barbecue. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee. What do you think Tennessee's thinking? Did they screw that up? I mean, they're a pretty good programs still. Yeah, but they've they've fallen off since he had that that big run a few years yeah. ago. I mean, they're still ranked. They did you see what the Tennessee basketball Twitter account did to Vanderbilt What'd yesterday? So Tennessee beat Vanderbilt in in basketball, and Vanderbilt had once a storied program has been bad over the last few years. They're kind of going through their uh, Rick Ray era, right? And so Ooh. so Ooh, Tennessee it ain't that bad. But yeah, go ahead. Well, well, the stat I'm about to tell you might might share otherwise. Okay. Tennessee uh, basketball put out a tweet following their uh, win over Vanderbilt. And they basically said over the last five seasons, uh, Tennessee basketball has seven wins, seven SEC, excuse me, last four seasons. Tennessee basketball has seven SEC wins in Nashville. Vanderbilt has five SEC wins in Nashville. Tennessee said, you might recall, we play our home games in Knoxville. Did they go... Was that savage? Scorched earth, man. Wow. That poor that poor 19-year-old running the Vanderbilt men's basketball account is just getting just dragged, and there's nothing he can do. Uh, poor guy. Well, Vanderbilt's an academic school. Hey, you're not a baseball school. We'll tell you that much. Ooh. 
Shots fired on I just Tim thought Corbin. That was, look, that's what it's all about. SEC hit shot, uh, SEC Twitter accounts taking shots at other SEC you Twitter like accounts. That, don't you? Yeah, yeah, because A, Twitter's not real, so we can have fun with it. And B, it's hilarious. Good humor should be celebrated. It's why Wendy's has like a billion followers. Yeah, because they, they're, they're they hilarious. do a great job. And they just absolutely take McDonald's to the woodshed every day. <laughs> and Burger King, they do it all of them man. every day. They trash them. What the whole nothing nothing ever works at McDonald's. No. The national roast days and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Speaking of roast, somebody roasted Kellen Moore. All right, well, let's go with the, all right. Chris Sims played quarterback at the University of Texas and in the NFL, and now he's with NBC Sports and has a podcast and, and all that kind of stuff. But he played quarterback. You know his dad, Phil Sims. This is Chris Sims talking about the Cowboys offense and Kellen Moore. The Kellen Moore and the Cowboy passing offense, it is not very creative in my opinion. I mean, there was a number of replays and plays in the game where I'm going to go, oh, look, three guys out in a route, all ran a curl route on third down. Three curl routes. Oh, whoa. I'm sure the 49ers' minds were blown. Like, not three curl routes. Hmm. What do we do with that? I've only been guarding that since sixth grade. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Shots fired Chris Sims, former NFL Texas QB, talking about Kellen Moore's um, lack of creativity on the offensive side of the football. Just dragged him. Uh, Here is another quote. Dallas is a sticks team. They run all their routes to the sticks. There's zero creativity. Scott Linehan 2.0. No crossing routes. Pick plays or scheming guys open. It makes it impossible for Dak to succeed versus above average defenses. That's Chris Sims on uh, Blake's favorite coordinator, Yikes. Kellen Moore, who to me is just a younger version of Jason Garrett. Or apparently but, Scott Linehan. <laughs> but Je- or Scott Linehan, but Jerry Jones has fallen in love with another coach that's not that good. Do you think J- what would if Jerry had to choose between saving Jason Garrett's life and saving Ke- Kellen Moore's life, who would he save? I think Jason Garrett's, yeah. but I think it would be extremely difficult. They go on vacations together. I, that is true. Which I don't know if that's the way to go. I would say when I read not. that Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones had vacation together, that t- just tells me again what I've told you, and you don't you don't like it. But they will not win one with him. I mean, while he's yeah still not, alive, pro- odds would tell you probably not. You know, um, I mean, they haven't done anything since 1994, and that's not my fault. It is your fault. I'm just telling you, they haven't. I there there. I was listening to a podcast that said Jerry still kicks himself for for firing Chan Gailey. <laughs> no, seriously. That, that's, that he that's felt the like firing. he should have given Chan Gailey more time. That's the firing he's upset about? That's what I'm talking about. Not not that he gave Jalen Smith and Zeke Elliott Yikes. $150 million. Yikes. Jalen Smith's no longer playing in the NFL, I don't think. And Zeke Elliott averaged, was it 52 or 53 yards a game? Does it matter? Okay. So, there you go. That's where, we, and they owe Zeke like. Why did we do this? $50 million. Was this my idea? This was a terrible segment. But wait, it, I'm depressed. Well, <laughs> and that may that may be the most talent they have. Stop um, it! Stop it! In the next five years, yeah, probably. 
Yeah. No, I mean, really, realistically. One more time for all the for all the ha- haters out there. Here the we go. Kellen Moore and the Cowboy passing offense. It is not very creative, in my opinion. I, there was a number of replays and plays in the game where I'm going to go, oh, look, three guys out in a route, all ran a curl route on third down. Three curl routes. Oh, whoa. Oh, I'm whoa. sure the 49ers' minds were blown. Like, not three <laughs> curl routes. What do we do with that? I've only been guarding that since sixth grade. <laughs> not three curl routes. That was Chris Sims talking about the Cowboys offense and Kellen Moore. Do with it what you may, what you will. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, Superior Foundation, superior.ms. show is also presented by Independent Roofing Systems, number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi, Independent. Independent Roofing Systems. Since 1980, their work, Quality speaks for itself. One of the leaders in commercial roofing in the Southeast, Independent Roofing Systems. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Here's what you can take to the bank, presented by Bank Plus. We're going to have Tom Luganville coming up next with ESPN. And Lugs will talk about Jackson Dart as a player, not where he's going to go, although people are leaning towards Ole Miss. But Jackson Dart... As a quarterback, what are you getting, Ole Miss or maybe Oklahoma? Tom Luganville coming up next. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show podcast, presented by Independent Roofing Systems. If you want it done right the first time, visit Independent Roofing Systems today. Good morning. Welcome in the Out of Bounds Show. Brought to you by the Ram Trucks, Jeep Grand Cherokees, and pre-owned and new SUVs and trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. Um, their dealership is loaded up with vehicles. They have the inventory. If you're in the market, MacHikeFlowood.com. MacHikeFlowood.com. We welcome in Tom Luganville, National College Football Analyst with ESPN on the Out of Bounds Show. Lugs, everybody's on the edge of their seat here uh, for Ole Miss and and Oklahoma over Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg. But but Jackson Dart, the quarterback out of Southern Cal, uh, whoever lands him, Ole Miss or Oklahoma, what will they be getting? I think the hottest commodity in the transfer portal uh, to this point, aside from Caleb Williams, obviously that's a, you know, a, a, a big get for Lincoln Riley and USC, but I, I think people have undervalued Jackson Dart in terms of the long-term viability of what he's going to bring. Um, I, I say that, and I'm going to give you some history here on this kid. This is, it's, it's really interesting. So this kid, he was in the state of Utah. After a very, very strong junior year, he was getting lightly recruited. Probably not recruited to the point that he should have been, but nevertheless, just not seeing as much action. Then Utah decided to play high school football the fall of 2020 during the pandemic. And had they not done that, there is no way Jackson Dart would have even ended up at USC. He has a senior year that statistically was as good as I have ever seen over the last 16 years. Through 67 touchdowns, 
over 4,600 yards, only turned the ball over three times, rushed for almost 1,200 yards. I mean, it was just – this is all in one season. So he his recruitment happened late, and everybody got in on him. And I think that what they see is tremendous upside as a passer and a runner, a guy that's got a very, very bright future, ultra-talented, would be ideal in Lane Kiffin's offense. And I think that's one of the reasons, too, why Oklahoma is in on the sweepstakes is, is Jeff Levy and the offensive system and, and how he could fit. You know, with, with Oklahoma as a competitor in the, in the sweepstakes, you've got Dylan Gabriel there. Jackson Dart does have a redshirt season. So it's going to be interesting to see if it comes down to those two schools is it, okay, I want to play right away or be in the mix to play right away, or I have more of a long-term vision, I have no issue sitting and being the backup and maybe redshirting and then having another three years after that. So, you know, a big decision to be made for the young man, but I think he's really, really good, Bo. What Tom Luganville talking Jackson Dart on the Out of Bounds show and the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. So, Luke's, who's his college comp, Jackson Dart? Oh, that's a really, really good question. Um, put me on the spot on this one. He, to be honest with you, he's a lot like Matt Corral was. If 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 I'm gonna have something pop into my head on the spur of the moment, that lightning quick release, the ability to pull the trigger, uh, the ability to take the front door, take off and run, and be a dangerous guy with his feet. Um, I think the thing about him is he's a gunslinger. All right, he's one of those guys. That plays with a riverboat gambler mentality. Uh, he can release the ball off balance. He can change his arm angles. Uh, just He's a really functional QB. He's not one of those guys that is one-dimensional. Uh, things have to be perfect in order to get the ball off. That, that's not the case with him. And I, I think that's one of the things that makes him dangerous is if he breaks the pocket, he can throw back across his body. He can make downfield throws off of pure arm strength. Um, so, you know, when the, when the game – maybe breaks down or turns into a bit of a sandlot type of situation. He's kind of perfectly tailored for that. All right. So uh, you have him outside of Caleb Will Williams as the number one player in the transfer, uh, as the number two player in the transfer portal, right? Oh, yeah. I think without question. I mean, to me, I think he's the hottest commodity he's got. And, again, you know, he plays the quarterback position. Everybody's looking to upgrade at quarterback. Everybody's trying to figure out how do we get better than the opponent at quarterback. You know, we saw Harrison Bailey from Tennessee go to UNLV. I mean, I, I don't think he's a difference maker. We saw, uh, we, we've seen um, some other guys bounce around here and there. Robbie Ashford left Oregon. He's going to join uh, Auburn. And, of course, you know, Zach Calzada moves from A&M to Auburn. But as far as a guy that I think is a significant athletic and physical upgrade, I don't think there's anybody in Jackson Dart territory. Um, where is Max Johnson on your list of transfer portal QBs considering he moved from LSU to Texas A&M, Tom? He's up there because he's played a lot. I, I think that's the thing is – you know, he went into last fall, and I know things didn't work out very well, but the guy had thrown in two starts, eight touchdowns to one interception, beats Florida on the road, um, played good football. And then when he played this year, played pretty good football. Hey, he's the reason LSU beat Texas A&M. I mean, it happened right in front of Jimbo Fisher's eyes. And so I think it was a fairly easy evaluation process for Texas A&M and the staff. You get a guy that's played a lot of football. He's smart, son of an NFL 
uh, guy and Brad Johnson. So I thought that was a big pickup. I think any time, particularly at the quarterback position, where you can upgrade your depth and upgrade your talent with somebody that's played a lot, because it's one thing to say, okay, well, we recruited this guy out of high school. We really, really like him. Now he's in the transfer portal, but he hasn't played. That's, that's a different conversation. There's a lot more gray area in that because what you think is what you think. When a guy has played, it's not only what you think, it's also to some degree what you know because there's a sample size. I think that's really, really important in, in all of this. And so, you know, a guy like Jackson Dart played a little bit with very average personnel, terrible in the offensive line. USC couldn't run the football, but he played enough to study him, right? And, and I think that's really, really important in all of this. So he could battle – Jackson Dart could battle Luke Altmeyer. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, Altmeyer got thrown in the Sugar Bowl. I th- actually thought he looked pretty good considering the circumstances. Um, sure. But, but as far as comparing those two skill sets, you like Jackson Dart uh, above and beyond, head and shoulders above a Luke Altmeyer. Tom? That might be a bit of a stretch. I don't know, I don't know if I want to say that just yet. Um, I do think he's got some attributes that are very, very unique, that are very impressive. Um, but far and ahead, that might be unfair to Luke Altmaier because, you, look, listen, I like Luke Altmaier a lot too. We invited him to the Under Armour All-American game a year ago, obviously because of the pandemic. It didn't happen. So he's a high-profile guy too. And, you know, really what this comes down to is, is wherever Jackson Dart goes, he's going to have to compete. Sure. You know, he's going to have to fight and battle. And that's, that's the part in all of this, Bo, that I think gets glossed over. Is all these guys think the grass is greener on the other side and that there's going to be all of these opportunities and this and that. Well, what they're really saying is, I want to be handed the job. I don't know if I necessarily want to compete for one. So they're all looking at the depth chart. They're all trying to figure out, okay, well, where's the easiest path? And unfortunately, in football as in life, that's not how it works. No matter where you go, you're going to have to battle. You're going to have to fight. Like, for example, Zach Calzada. All right, Zach Calzada starts 10 games for Texas A&M. Well, why in the world would you be in the transfer portal? Do you want to know why? Because he probably went to Jimbo Fisher and says, hey, I expect to be the starter. And Jimbo Fisher told him, well, we're going to battle for the starting quarterback position here. And, and that's kind of how, that's how we do things. The, the, the quarterback's got to win the job. Zach Calzada probably didn't want to hear that. All right, because so, I'm trying to think of any other reason. Why would that Calzada be in the transfer portal? It's hard to find another reason. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show and the Corona Premier guest line. What? Okay, let's go to Georgia. We uh, we feel like Bryce Young's going to be the best quarterback in the SEC next year, but Georgia just won the national championship with the walk-on. Stetson Bennett the fourth, who is... Uh, I mean, he's limited, Tom. He, he sure. but yeah. so now this has happened in the past at the pro level and the college level, where every now and then a team will move off, even though they just won a championship. So they were able to bottle it, do it, get it done. Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs, first time since 1980, as you know. Do you do you stay with Stetson Bennett, or do you hard charge for something for an upgrade at that position? Tom, knowing how limited and how low his ceiling may be. So it's interesting you ask this question because I think this question is directly tied into the situation that Georgia has already been through with Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. Because I, and, and I place 
zero blame on Kirby Smart in this one because you, you take over a team, right? You go into the season, and you think Jacob Eaton's going to be your guy. He ends up going down. Jake Fromm, the true freshman, comes in, all right? And holy smokes, lo and behold, you're playing for a national championship. You bring in Justin Fields. What are you supposed to do? Put Jake Fromm on the bench? How do you, how do you justify that? Without having Justin Fields earn it, without him battling and fighting and scrapping and, and really pushing you know, Jake Fromm and having to earn the thing, you can't just take Jake Fromm and put him on the bench. And so, I, listen, I get, what they, I get what they did and why they did it. The, the answer to the question that you're asking now, though, revolves more around who they have at quarterback not just Stetson Bennett, because I think if there's an area where Georgia has failed in recruiting, it's been the evaluation and signing of the quarterback position. I mean, they're the University of Georgia, and outside of Stetson Bennett, you know, they they don't have a Bryce Young waiting in the wings. They don't have a C.J. Stroud. They don't have a Matt Corral. They don't have a Jackson Dart, all right? And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at that, and I'm going, all right, well, who do they have right now that's a better option than him? Who have they gone out and upgraded in recruiting that's a better not option than him? And I don't know if there is one. Hmm. So for now, the, for now, they just may be playing with the guy that just won him a national championship, which could be fine. You're going to have great players around him. Yeah. That's, listen, at the end of the day, that's how Seth, Seth and Bennett put himself in this position. He didn't have to do it by himself. He didn't have to play above and beyond his ability level. He was smart enough to recognize the situation he was in, get the ball into the hands of the playmakers, do what's asked of you, Right, you're dominant on defense. You got playmakers uh, everywhere. Even when George Pickens was was injured, you still had really good players to work with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Georgia is right now. Until they see a significant upgrade, because I think that's the next phase, right? The next phase for Georgia. What is? We know they're going to have access to great players. We know they're going to dominate their in-state recruiting. But here, here is the thing that I think stands out. Do you know what state Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson are from? Georgia. Georgia. So the next evolution of that program is when that next guy comes along, he can't go to Clemson. He can't go to Auburn. He can't go to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Whatever, it, whoever it is and, and wherever it is, you the University of Georgia just won a national championship. You should have the access to every elite player at the quarterback position in the country, not just in your own state. And they've got to start getting some of those guys. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. Let's so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of risks there, though. I, I know it worked this year. And sure, we tend risk, to think, oh, well, it can work. But I think Bama's going to be better, and I think Ohio State's going to be better. But why, though? Look at the quarterback. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, let me ask you this. with George, I know it's not all settled yet, but with Georgia, yeah. and I know they've been recruiting, they may as well be number one, Bama, and now A&M. I mean, it's not a big difference, right? Um, what kind of hit, I mean, are you expecting Georgia to be as loaded next year, Tom? No, not as, maybe, maybe loaded talent wise, not as loaded experience plus talent. Okay. In the sense that, you know, they're going to have some newer faces, but I don't think they'll have a drop off in talent. Okay. Um, I just think you were able to play conservative football with Stetson Bennett, the forward. Sure. And if Bama, and I expect them to take a step forward on offense uh, in Ohio State, I just don't know if you can still do it 
playing, like you said, with a guy who you just say, hey, don't screw it up. Um, because I just think that Bama and Ohio State, maybe one other team, Tom, will have enough firepower and playmaking ability where Alabama did not have that in the champion in the championship game, um, where you can't just use that model again. How about that? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, listen, lightning striking in you know twice in the same spot doesn't happen, right? So. Yeah, yeah. What what is your upgrade? What is the thing that allows you to still hang with an Ohio State or an Alabama or even let's just say, you know, if Clemson gets their quarterback situation remedied, they've got the same level of players as Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama. So we can't count them out of the equation either. But um, I, I do think they're going to have to come up with something because now they've gone from being the hunter to the hunted, right? And not like they're not already getting everybody's best, but. You know, now now they're guaranteed to get that. But I, I don't know how to answer that question without seeing more of a competitive balance within their two and three deep at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Because where, where does the upgrade come from, right? I, it, it, does Stetson Bennett all of a sudden become an entirely different guy than what he's been? No, he Probably is what not. he is. He, he, is, he what is what he is, yeah. and that's fine. He is what he is, and, 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 that, and that is fine, and – you know, he's done something that no other player in 41 years at quarterback. And keep in mind, you know, there's a lot of hype around Aaron Murray. All right. You had, you had David Green. You, you had Eric Zier. You had, I mean, I think we had DJ Shock. Stafford. I mean, I mean, all these guys. Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. You had all of these guys. And none of them got even close. Right. And this guy won a national championship. So you've got to give him credit for that. But I, I do agree. He is what he is. Um. Okay, are you surprised, Dabo? I mean, as hot as Clemson's been, and let's let's be honest, they've cooled as a program. It happens, you know. You you become the the flavor of the month overnight, and you can cool overnight. Um. Mm-hmm. So, are you surprised, Dabo, is not in the mix for Jackson Dart? or Caleb Williams, or any, you name it, you know more about, more of them than I do, but are you surprised that he, because you always, if you can upgrade your room, upgrade it. Right. Are you surprised that they didn't go out and hunt a transfer QB, Tom? To some degree, yes, but I know they love Cade Klubnick, uh, the true freshman, who I think they believe will come in and not only battle DJ for the starting job, but could potentially beat him out. That being said, given the transfer portal, given the fact that they had exits, not entries, they had two walk-ons that were their second and third string quarterback in the Cheez-It Bowl, would have led me to believe that, okay, maybe we need to go get a guy that's played some, right? And whether that's, you know, a Jackson Dart, a Caleb Williams, whoever it is, somebody that has played a little bit to really come in. And, and again, and I've said this before about Clemson, the whole goal, and, and you know, I know that, that Dabo's taken a lot of heat on this. And, you know, the whole goal of the transfer portal is to make your roster better. Okay, well, are there answers out there at quarterback that could potentially do that? Maybe so. Absolutely. Maybe so. But ninety nine point nine percent of the other players at every other position in college football, how many of them are actually more talented than what Clemson currently has, or Alabama, or Georgia, or Ohio State? All right. You're seeing so many of these other programs, all right? Like, let's just take Michigan State from last year. They went out, did a phenomenal job in the transfer portal. Phenomenal. But they had some real deficiencies on their roster. 
not talented enough, not deep enough. So when that's the case, there may be a bunch of guys in the transfer portal that are better than what you currently have. But when you're in the top 1%, which a Clemson is, an Alabama is, a Georgia is, when a guy's, not, when a guy's in the transfer portal, why is he there? Well, because he's, he's not playing where he's currently at. Well, if he's not playing where he's currently at, how is he supposed to go beat out somebody in Alabama? I mean, that, that, that's the, I, I see, I can see it through Dabo's eyes. Now, does that mean that you don't find a situation here or there and you say, okay, this is the right fit, so we're going to take a flyer here and we're going to go do this? I'm not saying you don't do that. In fact, I think that Dabo probably needs to look at that a little bit harder as it re- relates to maybe a respective position or two. But by and large, people that are suggesting, why aren't you going in and, and, and recruiting the transfer portal? I totally see why he's not. Mm. Boy, I think he's given up a great opportunity to add, you know, three to five players every year. Um, when everybody, his other, the Sabins and, you know, others are, are doing it. So Yeah, well, no, now hold on a second, though. Let's, let's look at that. With Alabama. They brought in two guys, right? Two guys that they knew were upgrades, that they had recruited heavily, that had been finalists for their services at the high school level. They didn't go out and target a bunch of guys. Two, Henry Toto and Jameson Williams. All right, so those guys, were they upgrades? Yes. All right, did they help in depth? Yes. So you've answered the two questions. But by and large, I mean, that's two guys in a transfer portal of 2,500 players at, at, at one point. Yeah. And they happen to hit on both of them. I think the other thing that Dabo worries about a little bit, and I don't blame him here because I think all the coaches worry about this. You better do your homework in the transfer portal because what you don't want to do is you don't want to bring in a bad element to your locker room, right? You better find out, was this guy a locker room lawyer at his previous place? Was he an off-the-field issue? Was he a complainer? Was he a finger pointer? What type of guy is he? What, what are some of the reasons why he's in the transfer portal? Because the last thing you want to do is think you're upgrading with talent and bring a bad guy into your program. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but for for Dabo to not be a top three recruiter to to even dream of playing for it again, um, it, it, they they've got to uh, they've got to go at least get a couple of guys every year. We'll see though. Tom Luganville, we'll National College Football Analyst with ESPN, on the Out of Bounds Show. All right, what do you think about? Kendall Browse possibly going, I mean, he's a phenomenal play caller. He's done a great job at Arkansas that's been, you know, they they haven't necessarily just had an abundance of offensive talent, skill talent, so right. um, There are rumors that he could go to Miami. Uh, do you really like him as an OC and play caller? I do. I think he's really, really sharp. I think he's always kind of been ahead of the curve and, you know, one step ahead of other people. I know all, oftentimes in that offense, many of the things that they were doing in those early successful years under Art Briles have been mimicked and copied by some of the college football's best programs. So there's obviously some proof in the pudding there. Um, listen, I, I think that he's, he's always looking for ways to be innovative. He's always looking for ways to maybe advance what they're already doing, already doing get a couple of new wrinkles. But what I like most about their mentality is they are, that was an air raid foundation that transformed into a run first, uh, fast paced, high tempo play action offense in the passing game. And so they've done a great job of evolution through the course of college football, not just kind of 
stuck to the, the, the true air raid. They've really kind of made their own mark. And, you know, Lincoln Riley did this a little bit. I think Jeff Levy's done it. I, there's, there's Dana Holgerson has become a guy that's run the football a lot. Neil Brown wants to run the football a lot. And, and I think a lot of that started with Art and Kendall Browns at Baylor. 30 seconds. Do you think Anthony Richardson can be with Napier in Gainesville? Do you think yeah. AR-15 Anthony Richardson can be a star in college football at some point? Yeah, potentially, you know, I think we, what we saw with Levi Lewis at Louisiana in that offense with, when I say that, comparatively speaking, with the players that Louisiana was playing with compared to their group of five brethren and, you know, the advantages that they had personnel-wise, maybe early on, Florida's not going to have some of those advantages yet. They're going to have to recruit to that. But I do think the offensive system and the fit and what they want to be does fit uh, Anthony Richardson's uh, skill set. Bam. Thanks, Tom Luganbill. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN on Jackson Dart as a player and the fact that uh, it's a good thing he played his senior year during the pandemic in Utah when they decided to make it a go and he became a more sought-after recruit, eventually landed at Southern Cal. And now we'll see if he goes to Ole Miss or Oklahoma. Tom joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. That scares Blake every time I say it. It's the energy drink with the deer and the antlers. Check it out. Try it. You'll love it. We are the Out of Bounds Show, presented by Bank Plus. Hour number three coming up. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.